Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting here at Eastlake Tri-Cities. This is our follow-up podcast from our Sunday talk and our week ahead. Here with yes. me today is Megan and Brent. Hi, yeah. guys. We are doing this uh, via Zoom once again yes. and uh, making this thing happen. Mallory's at home with sleeping children. And so far. For the most part. So far. <laughs> we'll try not to talk too loud. We yeah. just got off of our Easter weekend. How was you guys' Easter? Easter at home this year. Kind of yeah. unique. We'll never forget it. It was pretty chill. I did Easter with my parents the day before. So we, I just was at home. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We did our neighborhood had like a little uh, walk around hunt. And so we stayed away from each other. But everyone kind of got to and a ton of neighbors that I didn't know. Um, or oh, that's cool. hadn't met. So that was kind of fun. Um, just kind of met from afar, um, kind of made, kind of made you think like, oh, we should probably know more of our neighbors. How um, did Kinsley do with the, the egg she, portion? She, oh, she's, she's, she rocks it. The egg. She's hen. two, right? So yeah. this is like her first like awareness that something's going on like yeah, this. Cause she, I, same with Clive. We almost did too many. Like we did one the night before with us and then with our immediate neighbors and then she was kind of egged out, like, what's in it? Like, I just want to sit in the stroller and have the candy. <laughs> like, after after Dad, the like third one, yeah, she wasn't as like, okay, they're right there. They're not hidden. Like, she almost needs the, like, hard hunts. Um, but there was it, it was, it was fun to see other neighbors and walk around. And then in the morning, we just did church online and had some Krispy Kreme donuts. So made a little tradition of that. So that was fun. All right, so we participated in uh, something that was kind of fun and unique, and we've never done it before. Saturday night before, we had picked, uh, I had Megan pick 80 different homes uh, represented by East Lakers, and we did an Easter egg drop in their front yard, trespass on their property, and like late at night, not in the middle of the night, but felt yeah, like it. By the, by the time at the end, it was it was pretty late. So you guys uh, did we, it Saturday night, not Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Saturday yeah, night. Saturday night. Uh, we met at the church and uh, then left at like eight thirty or something like that. And we didn't get done till uh, we didn't get done till eleven twenty. Yeah, and, I was home by like eleven thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, yeah, a little egg, a little gift card to Kagan's, Fun. and a little note from us, and just a little something. Uh, it was funny though because it's my kids attempting to hide eggs in the front yard, and they all started out with like you know barrels of energy about this thing they were so excited about right. this and they slowly faded one by one we'd get to the next house and oh jovi fell asleep and then next house oh grayson fell asleep <laughs> uh but london this was the best thing that london has ever been a part of in her life she absolutely <laughs> uh, loved it she yeah. like loved this like spy feeling her energy level was at, at 11 30 probably higher than when it started and uh, she came down <laughs> off that high at some point, but I That's don't know. Adorable. It was yeah. She had a, she had a great time. So I feel like the creativity is. And then we got to, te- yeah. to text people. Um, Go for and it. Like the next yeah, we got to text people the next morning and be like, hey, we left something in your front yard. Uh, and then people would take pictures and and send videos. And my favorite oh. was uh, Brian, the McDowells posted a video. I don't know if you got to see it on on Instagram, or whatever. <laughs> and you can see the girls running out like all excited. And then all of a sudden, you hear them in the distance go. These aren't hidden very well. Because <laughs> they were right out in the open. <laughs> in fairness. Yeah, and that was Megan's house, so we know, just no, so we know. <laughs> but I, mine weren't hidden very well either because you're like, well, they don't know it's happening. I want them to maybe see it. I know, right? right? Like, yeah. Uh, and then, Megan, you yeah, had an interesting I, story that so, night. So 
Well, I lost my energy for it about halfway through. Oh, I'll yeah, be for sure. Yeah. Um, so did you guys I was done at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so you guys each had like 30, 25, 30 houses? About uh, 20, like 20, 22, something like huh. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like all bundled together. Like, so Megan had Kennewick, I had yeah. Pasco, somebody had Richland, and somebody had West yeah. Richland, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, but one of my later houses, so it was probably like 1045. And it was dark and I like thought I was at the right address and I went and I hid like oh the four gosh. eggs and then I got in my car and I had this like weird, I don't know, because the house was dark and I couldn't see the numbers. I'm sweating. And, oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and then I like got in my car and I kind of looked at the GPS and it looked okay. And then I like drove two houses down and my GPS goes, arrived. And I was oh. like, ah. So I had to like back up. You said a word there that yeah. was not, ah. <laughs> At least every time I, you've retold yeah. the story to me, it's uh -huh. been something yeah, different. Yeah, see, but children might hear this. Oh, so yeah. Kate's, Kate's listening, right? Um, the so I backed up and like retrieved the four eggs <laughs> from this house. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> it's only like ten forty-five at night. I just look like a common criminal. It's okay. Um, yeah. So and then I went to the correct house and they had a fence around their yard. So I just chucked the eggs into their yard. You're probably so sick of this thing at this point. We're just chucking things. I'll tell you, in the age of ring doorbells, this was a very interesting prospect because um, right. you'd be walking up and all of a sudden like that little red infrared light would come on. You'd be like, ah, crap, they see me. So then you just like do a little dance in front of them and then <laughs> drop the eggs and go. And um, I would say I was impressed at how many people had smart doorbells uh it, mm -hmm. it felt like like maybe half yeah um but anyways yeah I, and we do uh, do you guys have uh, a yeah, ring doorbell yeah no. yeah 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 but i also don't have anyway yeah but, yeah. yeah anyways <laughs> so it was fun we had a great time with it and uh sorry if your if your house was not picked i did have i did see a couple of people like over here what waiting well, one of them was margo um in <laughs> pittsburgh wait, waiting for my uh east lake eggs um they're in they got shipped but they're amazon so you're gonna get them in like a month don't yeah, worry about uh -huh. it uh well and to that i would say um if you feel like you are part of our east lake family and you didn't get eggs at your house yes. you should probably fill out a connect oh <laughs> that's a ginsburn <laughs> We did. That was our filter, right? You filled out a connect card yep. in the last uh, six months, yep. in, or at least a couple of times, or a certain yeah, number a certain of times. Number of times yeah. in the last That's six funny months, so. because we weren't on the list. So then maybe um, Alex's job needs to be to fill out a connect card. <laughs> did you? Did you guys not get eggs? Uh uh. Oh, Mallory. See, and I'm so the one that's always this, like, you guys, you need to fill them out every time. Megan wants you to fill them out every time. Every time. <laughs> there you go. See. Uh, that's hilarious. It's a total um, teacher move of like telling people that you need to do something and not doing it yourself. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you had one thing that you wanted to uh, call out on before we jump into right. the, uh, the okay. message recap portion. So, so I, go for it. Yes. So last week I shared my something interesting about mushroom coffee and I am very like to the crowd. Like if other people are about it, I'm all about it. If not, I'm like, okay, maybe I won't talk about it. Kate doesn't want to talk about it. But Kylie texted me afterwards and was like, I drink mushroom coffee. Brett made fun of you, and I drink mushroom coffee. That is not how you introed that piece, Ma Mallory, you, and you know it. Megan, would you like to refresh Mallory's memory on how she introed that piece? She introed the piece, I eat mushrooms, and that was it. I eat 
So I got into magic mushrooms recently <laughs> is literally what you I said. I did re-listen. I did re-listen. I'm like, I did say that. But that's not what I meant. Magic <laughs> mushrooms is what you called it. What medicinal, are we supposed no, no, no. to assume? I think I meant medicinal mushrooms. <laughs> I know, but what you said was magic mushrooms. I vividly remember oh. that. But Kylie drinks the exact same brand. And then I, so Kylie shared it with Leslie and Mintu after her trivia, which we can segue to that. The trivia for Easter was phenomenal. Everyone loved yeah? it. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. I just think it's nice to see other people that you, Leslie and Kylie are probably people, if you had to pick two women, like uh, East Lakers re- uh, recognize. Uh, right. And so I'm sure it was just nice to see familiar faces and it was fun. And yeah. their their dry humor was really good for a, a it, morning like that. It went so well that we are going to keep it going for at least the foreseeable future. Oh, that's um, awesome. Because the participation was fantastic. So yes. thank you to all. So, so uh, Occasionally we'll experiment with things. And then when people respond to it and actually follow through and do something with it, we are more inclined to keep doing it. When we try and do things and then nobody participates in it, then we just like, oh, well, we're not going to do it because people right. didn't, people vote with their feet or with their hands or clicks or whatever, right? Um, so we are, we sat down yesterday and uh, are coming up with some other ideas to kind of even make it more interactive and, and better. Um, and so that's that's a piece of it. Uh, so for, if, for those of you listening to the podcast, we are doing uh, trivia early. Uh, and then we are going to nix the Q and A post Q and A, um, and try and still field questions, but make them a part of this podcast, and so probably push people towards that. So oh, um, just because we felt like um, you know we can't, we don't want to like monopolize your time on Sunday morning, even though you have plenty of it to give. Um, the idea of you <laughs> listening for over an hour tied to your computer is it probably is. unrealistic. So yeah, um, show up twenty minutes. Show up 20 minutes early for trivia. Uh, stay for the message. Hopefully, a brand new series starting on Sunday. Uh, and then submit questions, and then we'll try and field. We'll pick the cool. best ones and bring them into this podcast. So mm-hmm. that's the plan. And you can ask questions about medicinal mushrooms, too, if you want. Yeah, and we'll add those. And, and um, <laughs> I'll, I'll try oh, some man. magic uh, magic coffee <laughs> on Sunday before yes. I speak, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So... So here's some cool stuff uh, from Easter Sunday, Um, and this is kind of internal measuring stick for us, Um, but we had uh, over 400, 500 people, 450 people, I think, something like that, watch live with us on Sunday, which is really, really awesome. And I got the report yesterday, over 900 plays total from like the day of the actual thing going wow, on. So I know that that phenomenal. doesn't mean, uh, obviously, if you logged in, logged off and logged in and whatever, um, that would kind of a- adjust to those numbers. So that's not actual true numbers, but the numbers were very encouraging to us that you guys are actually watching and participating, which is really, really great. And obviously, the activity in the chat room beforehand showed us as well that these are not just robots or, uh, you know, Russian trolls, but actual mm-hmm. East Lakers logging in. And- and watching and participating. So thanks for doing that. We actually got our chat up and going. We embedded the stuff on the website as opposed to kind of a foreign thing. So you could chat as a guest and even from your phone. So it's just constantly trying to get uh, new and improved and better. And uh, yeah, we're locked in. We know we're doing this for at least three more weeks. Uh, and then depending on, uh, you know, uh, Inslee's agenda after that, we'll yes. see what yeah. happens after that. But yeah, they just, um, 
Washington, Oregon, and California just announced that they're going to work together. Move together. Yep. Whatever, which is smart, right? Because mm -hmm. if Oregon opens back up for car sales earlier than Washington and you lived in the Tri Cities, why would you not mm -hmm. drive to Oregon to go buy a car? <laughs> go buy a car. Uh, yeah. Um, My parents so don't live I, in Oregon anymore. We did that sometimes for things. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I agree with the move. And, and mm -hmm. those all three have made significant strides in recovery actions. Um, so I like that. Yeah. I also read. I'm glad we're not partnering with Michigan. Whatever Michigan does, we'll do. We're like, right. oh, New York. You're <laughs> well, like, that doesn't oh, make geez. sense. Um, I also read a different <laughs> article that was saying that. Washington state just sent away whatever like extra hospital help or like the big like extra hospital yep. that they had set up ventilators PPE gear and yeah. other stuff which is awesome because they looking at projections they think that our current like health system can handle what we're going to get so I mean which is we, really encouraging I want to say like you'd hope so with what our west side looks like with all our hospitals and our tech and I mean, all of that like it would be kind of embarrassing uh, truthfully like if washington was not i mean because we have like every tech giant in seattle yeah and they are the article was saying that on the west coast especially um that did help them implement a lot mm -hmm. of the social distancing things as quickly as they did because right. Right. Because most of the major employers in our area can switch to work from home really quickly right. and really easily. And the Herald yep. ran an article yesterday talking about how um, uh, Cadillac got a hold of some tests that they're trying to get validated, so it's not for sure yet. But the test would r provide a response within 5 to 15 minutes, which is, like, insane. That's awesome. So good, good, good. Thank you for the scientific community for coming up with pr progress in that area for the fr first responders and the uh, healthcare workers. We have so many. As I was doing phone calls um, to people o over the past couple of weeks um, who have who either work in the healthcare industry themselves or um, have a spouse or a close relative that is mm -hmm. like you know because I'd ask at the very you know, is there anything we could do for you if you could just keep so and so in prayer they're you know working these dumb shifts all the time and and not dumb shifts they're working um, like stupid hours is what mm -hmm. I meant to say um, right. and uh, like and at severe risk and so just you know just anxiety and, and we're doing distancing at home and he's not able to see the kids certain you know hours or whatever so it's tough so thank you for all of you who are making big sacrifices to make this thing uh, a little bit more manageable for everybody so and I'm excited for whatever comes next right yeah. I mean it's good so yeah all right let's talk Easter talk message stuff uh, anything jump out and stood out to you in terms of uh, the story obviously the agenda for the entire series has been a religion of nobodies the idea of the, the fact that you know you didn't have to be a certain somebody or a certain authority figure in fact in the story that I read on Sunday the two guys that had authority and had power and had privilege and had money were kind of like they, they were a part of it for sure like they leveraged it in a certain way they were able to get the body of Jesus off of a cross and into a tomb uh, but the real heroes in the story were the the nobodies later on who actually did something with it and I, I think that there's something to be said uh, for that and um, yeah, the, 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 the status of women in the Roman culture, which I, mean, I think we've always, you can kind of, you know, you know that like ancient cultures were not egalitarian or, uh, like you can understand it's been a very, you know, dominant patriarchal sort of thing and probably, you know, in some sense, and it still is in, in our society, right? Uh, hopefully better than it was a hundred, a thousand, whatever years ago. Um, uh, but hopefully I was able to kind of provide some practical examples to show tangibly what that looked like. The, 
the disparity between uh, the, the actual sexes in terms of 131 males to every 100 males in Rome, uh, the exposure rates, the uh, infanticide stuff, uh, anything like that kind of stood out as especially meaningful for you? I don't know, meaningful, but I was like, oh, like you have a broader audience than you often do on Sundays. And I was kind of like, oh, you're getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> A little more aggressive behind the camera. I'm, I'm a lot. I'm a lot tougher. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Um, it's interesting to think about and remember. And and it does. I think when we today, especially like as a woman, reading how Jesus treated women and how he incorporated them into his ministry, it doesn't seem abnormal. Like yeah, that's what he would do. But like so, having that reminder of no, this is really weird. Nobody else would have done this kind of a thing is an important part of that. So, yeah. And one of the pieces I was really trying to uh, touch on is Paul can like when when people think of Paul and treatment of women immediately jump to the first Timothy passage where or Corinthian passage where it says, you know, she should be quiet in church (laughs) and her head remains covered and all this kind of stuff. Very regressive, backwards sort of um, thinking on that. And what I think then that really ignores is his awareness and acceptance and propagation of women in leadership within the early church, too. So, like, you have to take it holistically. I don't want to just assume those things and not take into account the Corinthian stuff. Uh, But I also then it makes me go, well, why is that there? Because clearly in other pieces, he's okay with it and even, like, excited about it. So what's the truth? Is the truth somewhere in between or is there something more going on in Corinth than we know about? Yeah, like I think that's argument. a that's the other thing to remember in those situations is Paul was writing specific letters to specific people. Right. Like I say different things to different students. Like I have, like you don't expect the same thing from the same person, like from different people. Like, okay, this, this woman clearly needs to shut up and sit down like right right like, and i don't mean that for all women i just yeah. mean that 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 particular one or you know what i mean or yeah. that yeah absolutely right uh yeah mallory anything from from your end no i i think um i i like what you guys have said and then i would just add that i think we do often sometimes take some scripture out of context and your answer when people are saying that you can easily just um, look back to how Jesus treated them, not necessarily other humans, because we all have done things just like other people in the Bible have done things that we wish we would not have. And I think often we take that one situation of that person and say like, Oh, well, Timothy says this and you know, that that's what it says in the Bible. And, um, instead to just look at how Jesus treated women, not um, humans that are sinful and make mistakes. Why do you think we as a culture are so drawn in towards the idea of nobodies or mm-hmm. uh, the underdogs? Or, I mean, is that just like, because as, as I was writing this series, my kids were also listening to Greatest Showman soundtrack in the mm-hmm. car because they just love it. That's what we delivered uh, eggs to throughout the night. That was the soundtrack. Fun. And it was great. I, we love it. Like, it's such a good soundtrack. But again, it's it's a celebration of of nobodies in even the words and the lyrics of uh, of all of it, right? You think about that. You think about, I mentioned Star Wars uh, in the in the, the talk just briefly just briefly on some dumb joke about it. But, like, that's the whole idea of the Rebels. Like, we side with this sort of underdog kind of piece we even even when um 
you know, we are, we live in a society that uh, is capitalistic and kind of prizes the the heroes or the well-to-dos or those with power or whatever. There's still something in us that we can't shake about this acceptance or love of being considered a nobody, right? Yeah, but I think that's part of the American lore. So, like, part of our history and the lore of our history is that we were the underdog yeah and we overthrew the empire and like so we have this deep-seated that's true like desire to like you know the pull up from your bootstraps and the like there's a lot of american lore that's about coming from nothing Mm -hmm. and being a nobody and then making something happen and so Mm -hmm. i think that as americans it's a really like um, intrinsic part of how we perceive ourselves uh-huh. and which is honestly kind of BS now because we're not the underdog but I, I know that's the <laughs> that's the funny thing right now right third largest population in terms of country in, in the world obviously the largest economic California alone is the GDP of California would be like what number four on the global mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny to embrace still this underdog mentality when clearly you're not I know right? but it's such a like deep-seated integral part of our American lore that it's really hard to see ourselves in a different way. Yeah. I tweeted something this week, or I retweeted an article by Jonah Goldberg, who writes for The Dispatch. It's called something about uh, guano, something or other, uh, guano. Anyways, it was a take on... Like bat poo? Yeah, because they were doing doing anal swabs on on bats to test for COVID stuff. And so, uh, anyways, it was. It had something to do Megan's with that. I'll let I'll let you read that. And do that. But I know it's so bad. That's definitely going to be the title for this. Oh thing yeah. Back going on. But in it, he talks about how uh, specifically the part that I remember drastically is, um, you know, there's all these people. There's one side of the people demanding that Trump open the economy again, and then there's another side of people who are like, no, safety is most important. You know, do this. Right. And he's like. What we fail to realize sometimes is like the the scope of the federal government, um, like he can't really order somebody to go back to work or or to or to not work. Right. It's all these federal recommendations. The governors have more power in particular than that. But then, as he notes in there, we're like Americans, like our national heritage is I'll do what I want to do. Like this idea of a free market, it will open up. Things will get back to normal when everybody feels like it's safe to get back to normal. Like we can't tell you what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is us. We, we, we've, we've had this from a nationalistic standpoint. We don't wait for things to happen. We just kind of take it upon ourselves. And, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, like that independence piece of it. I, I just thought it was an interesting take on it. And, and the reality of, uh, you know, if Trump came on today and said everything's good, we're, everything's fine, right? There'd be a lot of people who would be like, oh, he's overreaching, he's doing this or whatever. But he can't stop it. He can't do it. It's just the government functions in place, but in our American system, it really is how do you and I invariably feel about what we're doing? Do we do we need – what kind of levels of security do we need to be able to, to function not normally but like begin to move towards normalization of because i don't think it'll ever be the same again it's going to be different but at what point do we begin to move forward and that's going to be like this personal kind of um, decision in it and that is sort of an underdog mentality of ownership of my own situation right and i think that that's part of it so 
not yeah. to bring in like no I, and i think yeah. i was talking to my neighbor when we were like walking far away from each other i think if there's something to be nice brought- clarification yes. nice clarification <laughs> oh i'm such a rule follower i was even stressed about doing the eight cut in general and alex is like it's fine we're walking outside i'm such a rule follower like if this is the rule like that's what we need to follow and anyways but um <laughs> I, I think if there's anything that's come from this in my mind that like our lives impact someone else. And I think as Americans, we're very independent that like I take care of my family. I work. I work hard. This is the money that I've earned for my family. Blah, 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 blah. But like we do impact other people. And so if if there's one thing that you can like take from all of this, it's like, OK, so what? how does my life impact someone else's even if I am just staying home at this time or going somewhere do I need that extra trip to the grocery store do I need to you know those kind of things I think have come into my mind of like what we actually need and what we want as Americans I think the needs and wants have been um, completely thrown out the window here that there's a lot of things that we just want to do um that for we sure, need to do. I think for the foreseeable future, like right now, Kylie is planning, like making the lists because she's going to take one trip to the store this yep. week, right? Whereas previously, oh, I went all the um, time, all the time, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, yeah, it's something to do. So yes, getting out of the house would be nice and something to do, but we that can be like a busyness sort of mentality, and we're like, then we always feel busy and stressed because we're so busy, but we've made ourselves busy because. That's just the default, right. like our default. Whereas I think now moving forward, I mean, I think it'll it'll land somewhere in between. I don't think it'll be like, well, we're, we went to Costco two weeks ago, so we don't yeah, need like to go I'm again. definitely gonna go to Target again with the kids right, just exactly. to walk around. Yes, but I'm also gonna like. There's gonna be a check in our spirit for like a year or two. Totally. Like, do I really need to go mm-hmm. because I need uh, because I need paper towels? I mean, can I, can we not get by? Mm-hmm. Until can I can I push that off um, until then and and I don't do it out of fear of exposure of something but just like like a question of do I really need that mm-hmm. right and that's that's what I think is is a big thing I Definitely. also think it's been interesting to hear um, I don't know about you guys but like from our personal expenses side of things not only is gas cheaper totally. and we're not driving around but like I was doing our like our mint budget for the month and I'm like oh man yeah. we're doing great like this is <laughs> mm-hmm. like this is crazy like how much. How much were we stupidly spending that we just, when you actually sit down and go, because out of fear, like, I, we don't know what the future is going to hold, so let's just, like, buckle up, buckle mm-hmm. down, um, which I know isn't great for our economy, global <laughs> economy, right? But, like, for Brent personal economy, yeah, it's, it's been really, really healthy. <laughs> it's been a really healthy, yeah, I healthy had, move. Because... Um because I was student teaching. So I was only working part-time at an after-school program, which is kind of shut down. And so when all of this came down, I was like, okay, I need to look. I need to look at my money. How am I doing? Like I wasn't working for, basically, I wasn't working full-time for three months before this. I'm not probably not going to be working again full-time until like September. Like, how's this look? And I looked at it and I was like, oh, turns out you don't spend much money when you're student teaching. Totally. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. I told Alex, it reminds me of when I uh, was single and like paid attention way more to my money because I was the only one seeing it. And I paid attention to like, okay, I want to save this amount of money. And I think I've gotten careless when it's like both of us looking at it. And so I think that's, there are a lot of positives, even though it's really hard still and the unknown is still no fun, but there are a lot of positives in our lives that have come from it. Yep. 
Yep. And uh, if we are taking Fauci and Inslee and Cuomo at their word, and I think that I have no reason not to, then, you know, it the we've kind of hit probably the hardest in terms of the numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's not like we can, everything's fine again, but like, you know, it, we're making some progress and it's working. Right. So that's good. That's always good news. And I, I, I appreciate that sort of perspective. I'm, I, I know I'm, I know I'm optimistic. I Me know too. I'm always like way lean optimist. I was optimistic from the very beginning, and and that's probably just a default thing in me and whether that's good or bad because sometimes that can be not realist <laughs> and my <laughs> wife would be like people need to hear this negativity so that they'll actually stay indoors Brent and if you're always optimistic they'll just go out and do things and I was like right. I know I know I, I get it uh, but uh, anyways I'm just trying to cling to that because that's just my personality so there you mm-hmm. go all right let's uh, let's wrap that up so that's yes. the end of our series uh, for uh, religion nobodies this next week we start a brand new series called uh, basically blankety blank now what um, and a series on flourishing. So cool. this idea of, of yes, we have done a real good job, I think, of consolidating and becoming conservative in spending, in hygiene, in other different <laughs> habits of thing. But like, there's also something about like, you can become so safe that you don't actually grow. So what does growth look like with a mind on like safety and security and that kind of thing? Because um, you also, I know that this can also be a little bit inhibitive, both on, you know, I'm not going to, well, I, I can't travel right now. I can't even, I, I have no option of traveling. Um, but like, that doesn't mean like a life of no travel is necessarily a good thing. <laughs> like, there also is going to be like a time where you're going to be like, I would like to go see the world and do things and meet new people. Whereas right now I don't want to shake your hand and I don't care who you are. <laughs> right. So, um, well, how does that kind of look? And so we're going to have a little bit of discussion on that. So. Um, cool. That will start this weekend online at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Again, sign up a little early or sign on a little early to play some trivia with Kylie. Uh, but before we go, we always love to close our episodes off with something interesting that we have found, read, experienced this week that we just feel like we would be doing a disservice to you by not sharing. <laughs> so, Megan, you're going to kick us off. All right. What do you uh, got? Uh, my mom, for she gets me a calendar every year for Christmas for the next year. And this year she got me a, like... A tearaway cat calendar. It's like a cat texting with its human mom. Anyway, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but she's down. She's downplaying this, but uh, this is good. I like this. But on the back, sometimes there's like little weird things. So I don't have any sort of actual sourcing for this scientific fact. Yeah, yeah. But um, the according to science, people are happiest at the ages of 23 and 69. Ooh. So researchers at the London School of Economics and Political Science asked 23,000 volunteers aged 17 to 85 to rate their life satisfaction. And the research seemed to validate the previous theories that happiness is U-shaped over a lifetime. So in early adulthood, people are really happy. And then in later life, people are really happy. And then in the middle, you're not so happy. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> and ages 23 that and would 69 be averaged and out to be the happiest. After 70, you just, you're like, I don't, I can't remember what was the question. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. That would make sense. And my mom thought that was kind of interesting. Can you vouch for that uh, being happiest? I would imagine like you're like retired, right? And you have money and you're still you still have your health relatively hopefully right at that point Mm -hmm. so you're probably are experiencing like the best 
season of life. Your ki- your kids are grown. They have grandkids, so you get to see the best of kids because yeah. it's always like, hey, now they stink in their you know their diaper. Take them back. You know, you go change them. I don't change diapers anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a grandpa, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I can. And see then how that like 23, happen. you're still pretty. Like low responsibility, oh, yeah. high World's freedom. Your oyster, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I can see it as being valid. Yeah. Who knows? I just thought it was in- like it was interesting. I was yeah. Like, and not COVID related, so I was like, yeah, let's do that. Totally. <laughs> all right, Matt. What do you got okay, for us? Okay, another. You know, because all I do is cook for my family. Another good little health tip. So my sister is very creative and stuff and she was making sourdough waffles and I was like, "Oh, how do you get the sourdough bread or sourdough yeast? I can't find yeast in the stores." And she was like, "Oh, you make a sourdough starter." And I looked up recipes and that is difficult. That is hard. It's like, you know, to start your own. So then I was like, "Oh, I was talking to my neighbor again and she said you can just take someone else's." part of their starter and skip all the difficult steps of doing the sourdough starter. So if you, you know still have someone, to like feed it though, right? You do still have to feed it, but it's way easier to use someone else's. Um, and we all know actually someone that, or maybe not we all, but there in East Laker, Jeremy Edwards is a phenomenal cook and he always has a starter. I can so, vouch for that. So if cook. you ever need, um, if you ever want to do a sourdough starter, just find someone that already has it and just get some of theirs instead of um, spending the time, unless you really want to spend the time. But it it was at like eight steps in. I was like, this sounds confusing. So <laughs> just find someone else to do the hard work for you. I've seen a sourdough starter pack at Costco. Have you ever researched and looked into that at all? I haven't. Kinsley's yelling okay. at the dog, so I need to go check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to pull you away from that. All right. Well, anyways, yeah, find no, find somebody. I think the kombucha thing too. Like they have like kombucha sharing uh, parties as well that uh, you can do that. But all right. Uh, so my something interesting today comes from uh, an SNL. We Kylie and I were looking for something to watch the other night, and I saw SNL, and I thought, oh, I wonder how they're doing that. Uh, because, you know, obviously they don't do the live show, and maybe they just did an empty theater, and they decided to do an episode uh, where they're all basically at home and they make their own videos, and then they do them all via Zoom or whatever. And uh, Tom Hanks hosted, who is a Ooh. like the most public uh, COVID person ever, yeah. right? And he looked great and healthy and awesome. Um, bald, because he was doing some movie thing where he had to be bald. So <laughs> that was interesting. Um, and then, so there's there's... Like for the most part, I would say it wasn't great, which is like, I don't know. That's that's relatively true for SNL episodes just in general, like probably 50 percent is not worth watching. And then like 30 percent is fun, entertaining. 20 percent is really good. So I'm going to tell you the 20 percent and save you a bunch of time. Uh, the second sketch in the show uh, where they're doing a group Zoom conference call, it looks like a sales office uh, and then A.D. Bryant and Kate McKinnon are the receptionists who are older trying to figure out how to use Zoom, um, <laughs> is gold. It is a fantastic five minutes of your time. Uh, so you need to watch that one. Uh, and then you should watch Chris Martin doing an acoustic cover of uh, a Bob Dylan song, which was fantastic, too. Um, so check out both of those. Those are worth watching. And then probably skip the rest. They did like... Um, they did a, a weekend update with like li- like people on Zoom watching and, and providing some laughs, and it was just so cheesy. It's so it's so hard. I I get it. Like the late night television, the you know uh, the guys trying to figure this thing out. 
I would rather have the awkwardness of nobody laughing than like these fake canned, like I invited four of my friends to listen in and watch and it's just like, well, whatever. But so there's a little bit of that. So you just got to kind of get through that, skip through that. Just watch those two and you're good to go. So cool. Yeah. Good to know. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Mal, thanks for making it happen. Tell uh, yeah. the kids, Kins and Cade, uh, appreciate she you She loves it. She gets the pantry at her through. oyster. She gets oh. anything that she wants. During the- She's come in like 10 times being like, open? Can I have this? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, Eat it. whatever you want. Yeah. No, it's She's got a Coors. She's got a Coors Light in hand. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Just whatever. <laughs> Drink it. Dad's going to be mad, but go for it. <laughs> I need a nap. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Megan, thanks for uh, yeah. helping us out Saturday night yeah, uh, with the egg hunt thing. We had a great time with that. Thank you for all for listening. And uh, we'll see you back next week for another episode of Say Something Interesting. Mm-hmm.